Okay, good evening everyone. I want to welcome us once again to the Word Feast platform and I believe that God has been reaching out to us in his own special way. It's been five weeks now into the workshop and uh, somehow God has been sending his word specifically to us on how to be financially stable because uh, from the beginning of the workshop, from the first week, we've been made to understand that it is the will of God that will prosper not just spiritually but uh, in health and also in material things and in our finance. So and I believe that God actually has been speaking to us in our various, uh, in, in his own way to ensure that uh, our heart is enlarged to receive the abundance he's about to pour out to us. Shall we pray? Our Father, once again, we want to thank you. We appreciate you for tonight's session. Thank you for your word that is coming our way again today. Father, we say may your name be exalted in Jesus' name. Lord, as we want to look at into your word, we ask for insight. We ask for revelation that will empower us to experience at the abundance that you've planned for us. Because your word said that the plans that you have for us are of good and not of evil to give us an expected and a hope. Father, we ask, God, that please empower us to have wealth because you are the one that giveth one power to get wealth. We ask for that empowerment tonight through your word. Please give unto each and every one of us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. So once again, I want to welcome us to tonight's session of the Word Feast Workshop for the first quarter in 2021. Uh, tonight, uh, we would be looking at the temptation of the rich, what uh, the rich actually uh, seems to f- um, tends to be faced with, and uh, of course, I believe strongly that every one of us on this platform will become rich because that's God's plan and design for us. You know, it is the will of God that we are rich. You know, and I believe strongly that every one of us, by the grace of God we all are going to bridge but then we need to look at this aspect of uh of finance because somehow when wealth comes there seems to be certain temptations that rich people or people actually are faced with and that's why it's important we look at this aspect of finance talking about the temptation of the rich and first thing i would like to talk about before we even go to that at all is that uh, to also open our eyes to what it actually takes to get wealth, the uh, what the requirements to uh, getting wealth, what actually commands the flow of wealth or money to an individual. Then we talk about the temptation of uh, of the rich afterwards. So first, we must understand that spiritual power is the basic requirement for wealth. As much as we want to learn. I know all it takes to get wet, whether physically, intellectually, you know, getting prepared, you know, being skillful and all that. We must understand that it takes spiritual power to get wet. You know, we must pay attention to spiritual things because without the spiritual, as it's been commonly said, there can be no such thing as the physical because everything that was made was made from the unseen world. Every seen thing was made from the unseen world. So we must understand that for us to be able to command the world, for wealth to flow into our direction, spiritual power is very, very 
key it is the basic requirement for it for instance for those who actually are in the world for the home believers for them to command wealth more often than not they go to seek for uh, diabolic powers you know that we actually empower them to get that kind of wealth but we are children of god as believers god actually has a way of blessing his people god has actually has a way of reaching out to us of ensuring that we have that kind of that wealth that is required for us so we can be a blessing to others and that's why we must understand that it takes spiritual power to command wealth because in hebrews chapter 11 verse 3 that everything that is that that is seen was made from the unseen world behind every accomplishment you know successes or failures are spiritual forces that ensure that they be the way they are and there's no such thing as a natural phenomenon behind every natural phenomenon are supernatural laws that guide them that govern as a matter of fact supernatural laws supersede and overrides natural phenomena for ex- for instance god says in his word as long as the earth remains seed time and harvest will not cease. as long as an individual engages himself in such spiritual principle then he has uh, uh he has he has committed god to keep blessing him he has positioned himself to keep getting a return you know by planting his seeds continually so spiritual uh, laws spiritual power is very very key when it comes to commanding wealth also god opposes all things by the word of his power and that word is spirit so there's nothing actually that is made that wasn't made by heat so trying to get to wealth without paying attention to spiritual principle is going to be an effort in fertility because everything that is everything that that is today everything that will be actually was was created and will be created by the word of god you know by the word of god which is spirit and and life you know everything or nothing actually will be given uh, brought to reality without that word without that word deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18 says you shall remember the lord your god because it is he that gives you power or gives you the power to get wealth it is god that gives the power to get wealth he is the one that gives you or gives me the power the ability to command wealth the ability that makes wealth flow in our direction you know it takes power to command resources and for them to obey many have ascribed the state of their nothingness to lack of capital for instance but god never said it is he that giveth capital to get wealth no but it is he that giveth power to get wealth because uh it takes the power of God to command wealth. It takes the power of God for wealth to flow uh, in our direction. When we have the ability to solve problems, you know, when we have the ability to turn things around you know, for good, money flows in our direction. But when Jesus was about to send out the 12 disciples, the only thing he gave to them was the power. You know, was the power to cast out demons, was the power to cast out unclean spirits. In fact, he told them specifically not to take anything along with them be it money be it shoes you know be it clothes garments and, and the likes you know but when the 12 returned the first question jesus christ asked them was, was that did they lack anything when he sent them out and they said no that means every of their supplies you know every of their need was met they had all their supplies everything that they actually they had everything everything that they needed was, was, was supplied they never they never uh, experienced any form of, of lack or whatsoever but the only thing that god that christ gave to them 
was power. That means when we have that power, when power actually, when we secure the power of God over our life, when we secure his, uh, his, his covering over our life, then we, we, we tend to experience that overflowing abundance that actually is this that God has destined us to have. You know, and that tells us that the most important thing as a person, I mean, that, that we need to, to get as a person in our journey, you know, in our quest for wealth, is the power of God. You know, we can't leave God out of the equation and expect to get uh, the result. It's impossible. So, for the disciples, all their supplies were met. They had more than they required in their journey. You know, and all they just had at the beginning of the journey was the ability to turn situations around for good. So in whatsoever thing we are doing, our quest for wealth, like I said, we must not underestimate the need for God. For it is God that gives power to get wealth. Proverbs 7 verse 22 says, It is the blessing of the Lord that makes rich and has no sorrow to it. So God empowers and seals the prosperity and greatness of every man through his blessings. When God desires to 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 to, to you know, desires to to uh, make a man rich, you know He blesses a person because it is that blessing that makes you rich. It is that blessing that makes me rich, irrespective of your location, irrespective of what you do. It is the blessing of God that makes it one rich. For example, take Joseph for example. For instance, even in Egypt, in slavery, Joseph prospered. You know. It's not about where you are. Even, you know, Daniel in the land of Babylon, he prospered. You know, he was sitting with kings. Why? Because he had secured power with God. You know, and that's the most important thing we need to understand. You know, because we can't leave God out of the equation. It does no matter what we are doing. If the hand of God is not in it, that person will just keep struggling and struggling. And somebody else who actually has the hand of God upon him, we just do a little, not up to what we've done. And the person will have so much result. And that's to tell us that God is what makes a difference. You know, we need to secure his backing. We need to secure his hand over our lives. You know, when a man is cursed, for instance, nothing works for him or her. However, when he is blessed, everything he touches prosper because everything has been summoned to work in his favor. You know, to be blessed means that every element of nature will come to your aid, will come to your assistance, you know. The ground will bring forth, will yield this increase the way it should. You know, animals will obey you, things will submit to you. You know, dominion practically becomes possible. You know, just in the case of Adam and Eve, but when they were cursed, instead of the, the ground to bring out, you know, the way they ought they, to yield vegetables, the way they were they ought to yield vegetables and plants and fruits, you know, it wasn't. But then it was bringing forth thorns. You know, for them, they had to toil all day, they had to toil all night for them to feed themselves, and that's what cursed. You know, it's capable of doing over the life over the life of a man so and uh, we, and, and um, for that we need to understand that for us to experience uh, greatness for us to be wealthy true wealth not uh, you know not, not a kind of wealth that the world gets and for us to be wealthy in, in its true sense we need the power of God we need the blessing of God we need the blessing of God because it is the blessing of God that makes rich and has no sorrow to it. You know, um, looking at the life of Abraham, for also for example, we saw that prior his greatness was God's blessing over his life. In Genesis chapter 22, verse 17 to 18, God said to Abraham, 
I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. You know, and God further said that in you shall hold the families of the head, you know, be blessed. You know, again, we also saw when he offered Isaac, you know, according to the instruction that was given to him by God, God swore by himself, you know, to bless him and to multiply his, you know, his uh, descendants. You know, the blessing of Abraham began, or the wealth of Abraham began from the blessing of God over his life. You know, before he had an encounter with God, he was living with his father, you know, in his father's country, with his kindred and all that. But when God came into the scene, he was asked to move out. And that actually be- uh, was the beginning of his wealth. That was the beginning of his greatness. Remember, you know, Abraham was rich in cattle, was rich in flocks. He had so many men servants, so many men servants. You know, he was so rich as a farmer. He had more than enough. But then that actually became possible because of the blessing of God upon his life that he secured. And if you look at, you know, it's the life of Abraham specifically. Abraham was able to secure such blessing, God's blessing upon his life because of his complete obedience to God. Complete obedience to God. Now, looking at uh, the, the, the instance or the scenario where he had to offer Isaac, you know, if, if he had refused to offer Isaac to God, if he had withhold that which he had, you know, from God, it would have been impossible for him to secure that blessing, you know, from God. And that to tell us that before we could uh, secure God's blessing, we have a role to play. We have a part to play as a person. We have a part to play as a blessing. For example, in Deuteronomy chapter 20, God says, I, well, says he has placed before us life and death, but then we should choose life. You know, so that we can live, and the place where before us that if we will act diligently to to do according to His will, if we will obey Him, you know, in all His ways, then we shall be blessed in our body. You know, we shall experience increase. You know, the list go on and on. You know, talking about you know the blessing of God that follows after you know that follows after we have played our part of complete obedience to Him. Joseph, for example, that we spoke earlier on about, you know, Joseph secured the blessing, the wisdom of God over his life through complete obedience. He refused to defile himself, you know, by, you know, through, through Potiphar's wife. You know, he refused to yield to sin. You know, he, but he determined, he purposed in his heart to live a life that is actually um, a life pure, a life that, 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 that actually would give glory to God. And that's to tell us that God's blessing doesn't just fall upon a man like ripe cherries. You know, we must be ready and willing to live according to the dictates of God. You know, even when every other person is doing contrary, you know, we must choose to stand for righteousness. We must choose to stand for God in our generation because it is God alone that has the power to take us beyond where our, our, our strength you know, can't carry us or where our strength will stop. So God will help us in Jesus' name as we continue. So, um, uh, also, um, in, the, in the next um, voice note, I will be sharing with us the purpose for wealth, you know, why God blesses His people, why God chooses to bless His people, because it is His will, He desires earnestly to bless us, but then there's a reason why God blesses His people, because God doesn't do anything anyhow doesn't do anything without a purpose so we're going to be looking at why god uh, 
cause wealth to flow to his people and i believe that uh, god actually reached out to us and we shall be blessed in jesus name amen Okay, so uh, now talking about the purpose for wealth, why God decides to bless a man, because definitely it is his will that he blesses us as his children, but then why does God bless a man? First, as soon as we all be on the same page, I would love to reiterate that money is good, uh, there is nothing wrong with being rich, because quite a number of persons have have said that money is evil you know, but in this real sense the scripture never said money is evil as a matter of fact the word of god says money is a defense according to, the, uh, to the, the book of ecclesiastes you know and jesus christ said it is the love of money that is evil not money itself you know so uh, we need to understand that money in itself is not evil there is nothing wrong with being rich there's nothing wrong with having money, but everything is wrong or something is, st- is said to go wrong when money has you as an individual. So when money controls you, then there is a problem. When you begin to give to money or to ascribe to money the honor and the place that belongs only to God in your life, then there is a problem. You know, when you love it above every other thing, including God, you know, to the point that you can even do anything including going against the will of God to get it, then there is a problem. But then we need to understand that money in itself is good. As a matter of fact, God understands that it takes money to expand the gospel to the hands of the earth. So he knows how how much, how valuable, how important money is to uh, to us as his children. You know, but then he does not want us to ascribe or to give to money what actually we should ascribe to and that's why jesus christ they responded to the pharisees and disciples of the pharisees and the disciples of Herodias said give to caesar what belongs to caesar and also give to god what belongs to god so it's not um actually good that we allow money to take the place of god in our life so money like it's been said that money actually is neutral it does not take it's not positive it's not negative but then it takes on the character of the owner you know, so it's not just about money as an entity as itself now, but the custodian of it that matters most. You know, for for instance, if you put money in the hand of a of a, of a drug addict, you certainly can uh, dictate or um, uh, say uh, more or less like predict what he's going to use the money for. But then, if you put the money, that same money in the hand of a, a believer a genuine child of god you definitely can almost predict what he will use the money for and that will tell us that it's not just about that money that currency but then the holder of it the custodian of it you know, because the custodian determines its use so it is the will of god that we get wealth it is his will that we are rich however god does not bless without a purpose and which is what I would like to uh, discuss briefly with us yeah, in, in, in this session, in this part, before we move to the temptation that the rich actually are faced with. You know, God does not bless a man without a purpose. Looking at the life of Abraham, for, for instance, the sole him, you know, God blessed, or the major reason why God blessed him was for him to be a blessing to every families of the earth. Because said, God said at the later end of his pronouncement upon him that in this shall all the families 
of the earth be blessed. That means, you know, the major reason why God blessed him, the major reason why God poured out that blessing on him was for him to be transferred down to generations. You know, God created Adam and Eve. He blessed them. And he really did not actually have to bless the descendant because he knows that that blessing would transcend down. So it was more or less for them to be a channel of blessing to generations, even yet unborn. So we need to understand that when God blesses, when God opens doors for a particular person, there is a reason for it. Not just for that person, but for those who will come through that uh, individual. God is concerned about people, for instance. So uh, because people are created in His image, uh, God's blessing actually is designed you know, in the life of a person to reach out to every other person. You know, God blesses us uh, to give us an opportunity to be a blessing to others. You know, remember that we are stewards of everything at our disposal. You know, because no one receives anything from heaven except it be given to him. Just like we discussed in previous uh, sessions that everything we have at our disposal, the money we have, the time we have, the resources, the energy, name it, what, what, what have you. They are, we are still words of them and will be accountable to God of those things at the end of the age. You know, but then what matters most is how we put those things you know, to work. You know, and gifts actually are given primarily for the benefit of others. When we talk about gifts, when we talk what, about what you actually what actually are, uh, uh, does not really belong to you, you know, they are not given to you for your own primary benefit, but the benefit of others. When you look at the giftings of God, you know, they are actually given for the edification of the church. You know, so when God blesses you, when God uh, gives you uh, financial breakthrough, when God opens doors for you, we must understand that first it is for us to be a channel of blessing to others. The rich man who went to hell, for instance, in the parable of Jesus Christ, didn't go there because he was, was rich. Because as, as so many believers, you know, some of some believers believe that, that it was because he was rich and that was why he went to hell. But no, it was not because he was rich. Because quite a number of persons have said because of that, it's not good to be rich. But then it was not because he was rich that he went to hell. But it was because he neglected the poor, which were equally important to God. Everyone is created in the image of God. And he refused to minister to the sick through his wealth. He preferred to throw parties than to help people. And just like in Matthew chapter 25, verse 31 to 46, so many rich people will go to hell because they refuse to attend to the needs of others. Because they shut their bowels of mercy against others, they themselves will not obtain mercy at the end of the age. So we need to understand that when God blesses you as a person, there is a reason for it. It is for you to be a channel of blessing to others. Look at Joseph, for instance, that I made mention of in, uh, previously. You know, when God raised up Joseph, when God elevated him, you know, instead of him to actually pay back evil for evil to his brothers, you know, he said it was for this reason that God actually used them to push him to that point. You know, he never saw it in a bad light. You know, but he saw God at work. You know, through his brothers, even though they meant it for evil for him. You know, and he discovered that why God elevated him to that point was for him to save the health from famine, was for him to save every of his brothers, his family, the nation of Israel from famine. From famine. And that was what uh, he had a good understanding of why God blesses, you know, why God elevates, why God you know, opens doors, financial doors, why God uh, gives power you know, to an individual. 
you know so we need to understand that god blesses for a reason god blesses for a reason Okay, so um, looking at the, the, the purpose, the last part of the purpose for wealth, before we talk about uh, the temptation of the rich, then we round up and call it, uh, uh, draw the curtain there. Uh, we must understand that why God blesses his people, another reason why God blesses his people is for the advancement of his kingdom. God knows money is required to spread the gospel, like I said, you know, earlier on to the hands of the head but so many who are rich and who will be rich have and will fall victim of not making their resources of or the resources in their custody available to god you know and this brings us to the uh, temptation of the rich you know because so many people you know will refuse to uh, so many people who are rich actually would refuse to make available their resources to god you know when god blesses you one of the reasons or another reason God blesses a person is for the advancement of his work, for the advancement of his kingdom. You know, when you look at uh, the triumphant entry of Jesus, when Jesus was about to enter Jerusalem triumphantly, where they were singing for him and all that, and the Pharisee was trying to stop those who were singing, you know, even before he entered, Jesus Christ had to send some of his disciples to go get him a coat and a cloak and all that that will be spread on, on, on the cloak. On, on the um, on, on the sheep you know but the sheep actually belongs to someone and when Jesus Christ was to send his disciples there you know he said that you told that you tell the man that the Lord had need of it that means the resources God has placed in your custody God should be able to call for it at any point in time you know and that was what happened to that man that actually his sheep uh, was made uh, that, that his sheep was actually made use of uh, that Jesus Christ made use of a sheep you know to ride into the to in, into Jerusalem to the city you know at any point in time God should be able to call for anything that he has placed in your custody you know why so many people actually have experienced a stop in flow of resources or money to them is because they refuse to uh, give back that which God has given to them they refuse to give it back to God they refuse to give the reviews to give God access to it whenever he calls for it or he needs it and and that uh, uh, take us to a very critical point uh, of the temptation that the rich actually is faced with you know because for everyone who actually gets rich there's this tendency of wanting to withhold to themselves more than what is meant when God eventually blesses you because he will uh, bless everyone that is listening to me now on this platform that i know for sure but when it does when god blesses you will you remember the poor you know when god because fine we can't see god physically but those who people who actually are in need who are created in the image of god will you remember them will you be able to extend a hand of fellowship with them you know will you even remember god in your tithes and offerings will you support kingdom advancement work you know the work of the kingdom god has and we uh continue to channel money to you but with the little he has given to you how much of it have you uh utilized you know to to reach out to to, to the people who actually are in need how much have, uh, of it have you used to 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 further the cause 
of the kingdom. So we must understand that anytime money flows, greed tries to accompany it. You know, and that's why Jesus Christ, the word of God makes us understand that the love of money, you know, is the root of evil. You know, when you love money above everything, when you love it so much, that means it tells you what to do. You know, it more or less gives total control of your heart. You know, you know, you, you more or less uh, pay more attention to yourself than others. You love yourself more than more than God. You love yourself more than others. You know, you actually find it difficult to even put yourself in the shoe of others to see. I mean, to, to see what they are going through so you could actually be of help to them. You know, so people tend to be lovers of themselves than of God. And as a result, has brought uh, 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 to have brought in the supplies of God over their life. Now, taking a look at the life of the man in Luke chapter 12, you know, whose farm brought forth plentifully and said to himself, uh, after he actually saw that he had plenty of, of yield on his farm, you know, he said, he said that, what will I do now? He said, oh, I have so much harvest. My, 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 my band actually is filled up. Everything is just jam-packed. You know, he was so excited about himself, you know, and he said, I will pull down my bands and build bigger ones. He was talking to himself that he was big, build a bigger store for his crops. And after which he would tell his soul to, to drink and marry. And when God saw that in all of his imagination, in all of the things he said, that he, imagined, that he has imagined in his heart to do, he saw that, you know, he had no plan for God. He had no plan, you know, for even the poor. He had no plan for the kingdom, for the work of God. You know, and that same night, God spoke to him and said, Tonight, you know, your soul will be required of you. As a matter of fact, you know, Jesus Christ said he was a fool. God called him a fool because he saw that resource as just for himself. He saw that resource as just for himself. And Jesus Christ said, So is everyone who is rich towards himself and not towards God. You know, when you are rich towards yourself, when you all you all that God has made available to you is just for yourself, for your sake, for you, and just you alone, you are not rich towards God. You know, you, are, you don't you, you don't actually allow uh, those things to flow to others. You don't actually allow God to have access to all of those things to have access to it when you have need of it. You know, then there is going to be a problem. Then there's going to be uh, that thing that supplies will be cut short, and that's why in Malachi chapter three. Uh, the word of God made us understand that when we pay our tithes, when we pay our offering, when we give our offerings in righteousness, when we ensure that what God has given to us is not uh, actually uh, is not actually kept away from God, is not kept away from uh, from those who actually need it, then the word of God made us understand that he will open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing unto us. Now, remember that in the first part, we talk about the blessing that actually makes a man rich. The blessing that empowers us, that secures, that seals our prosperity. Now, he pours that blessing down on us so much so that even our room cannot contain it. You know, God is ready to bless you to a point where it does no matter how much you give, you still can't exhaust that resources. You know, I heard of a story of a man who actually uh, went into a covenant with God that instead of him giving God 10% and him withholding 90%, you know, he exchanged, he reversed it. He said he will be holding 10% and giving God 90%. He saw it as an insult, giving God 10, you know, and you know, and you know what that means. If you are going to be giving God 90%, you holding 10, you know, and when he did that, you know, he experienced an explosive abundance that 
it got to a point that they went for a meeting and um, after everybody was you know has given their offering he said he will multiply it by two and give the results as his own offering and that's to tell you how much god has blessed him you know people were astonished and they're like what was the secret of his blessing what was the secret of his wealth what was the secret of his riches but it was the blessing of god that was poured out from heaven you know onto him and that actually was because he has not uh, allowed greed he has not allowed self to dominate he has not allowed money to control to determine you know what he should do just like so many of us you know we look at our pocket oh i have this thing i have not done this i have not done that you know but when we reach out to the needy when we reach out to the poor when we allow what we have you know to be accessible to god for the advancement of his kingdom you know god surprises us you know in a miraculous way i mean because as long as the head remains seed time and harvest will not now abraham actually employed the same method, the same mechanism, in the sense that he paid tithe to Melchizedek, you know, the high priest. He paid tithe of all that he had. He paid tithe, you know, and little surprise why he had. Uh, I mean, little wonder why he had the explosive uh, breakthrough that he had. So I want to implore us at this point that uh, we should not, we should try as much as possible not to allow greed to lay hold on us when the blessing comes. Because God will definitely bless us. It does not matter how little it is. It does not matter how much it is. Because God definitely will channel resources to us. But then, when the resources come, when when the when, when the riches come, you know, we must learn to allow, you know, to give it back to God, just the way uh, Abraham gave Isaac back to back to God. You know, everyone must pass that test of of selflessness. You know, when God spoke to Abraham, he said, you know, we make him, you know, a great nation. You know, but then when he gave him Isaac, he asked in return that Isaac, just to see if actually he, he will be selfless enough to give, you know, actually we sow that which he has from God or we give it back to God. So every one of us, you know, at the verge of that breakthrough, that giant breakthrough, we need to pass that selfless test, that test of selflessness. And that test, you know, that actually would uh, that that will show to God, that will prove to God that you know, the resources we, that He has given to us can be accessible by Him or to Him at any time, you know, at any time. So we need to be able to ensure that we don't allow greed to lay hold on us. We don't allow greed to dominate us because that's the major problem that most persons experience, you know. Why, uh, when, when, when they get rich or when they, when they are blessed. Now, when you look at, uh, finally, as I round up, when you look at the story of uh, the, the parable of the, the rich and, and, the, and the poor, you know, we're meant to understand that when, when that rich man, you know, went to meet Jesus Christ, you know, and he asked him, what can I do? I mean, the ruler of the synagogue said, what can I do? I mean, the, the, I mean, sorry, not the story between the rich and the poor now, but the story of, of the ruler of the synagogue who is a rich man. When he went to meet Jesus Christ, he asked him, what can I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus Christ told him, you must do this, you must do that. You no, know, reciting out to him the Ten Commandments. And he said he has done all. And Jesus Christ loved him. You know, and Jesus Christ said, then there remains one thing. And he said, go and sell all that you have for you to experience that you know that limitless abundance to enter into eternal life to to experience that uh that uh uh limitless 
uh, opportunities that lies in God. Go and give that which you have, you know, to actually experience that uh, great abundance God has in stock for us. We must be able to break free from greed, being able to give out, you know, being able to sow, you know, sacrificially. God told him, give all that you have. That means sacrificial giving, not just giving anyhow, but sacrificial giving. David said, I will not give God anything that won't cost me something. You know, it's one thing to give, it's another thing to give God out something that will cost you something. You know, so we must understand this. And I pray that as we engage uh, in this, uh, ourselves in this principle, God will open more doors to us because it does not matter how wealthy we have today, it does not matter what we have today, God is saying that we should come up higher. God is saying that there's still more ahead if only we release to him that which he has placed in our custody and i pray that we will not disappoint god i pray that we will not disappoint our generation and i pray that whatever whatever level we have today god will lift us up in the name of jesus and also that the grace to give you know to even to to to, to give beyond our power to even want to give beyond our ability that god will give unto us in the name of jesus amen praise the lord